You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we're live, but we got to let it breathe just for a second because, you know, when we pull the party, we want everyone to be at the party, and that includes our Facebook peeps. So give us a second here. We'll get this thing going. Yep, yep, here we go. Five green check marks. We are good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, currently on vacation, staying up in a suite in the Rocky Mountains. I'm with my co-host and partner in crime. You know him. You love him. The deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, you and I were just venting to each other. In fact, it was a point you you broached with me about how Vic Fangio, every time he's asked about, hey, what did you see from the offense today? What'd you, he, has a, he has an out every single time, and it was no different today for practice one versus the Vikings. It's the same answer, Chad, and what makes me so angry and the reason why I was doing a little, you know, not safe for work language in discussing this is because that it's two years later and he's still not growing and he's still basically the defensive coordinator, as you said to me, of the Broncos, not the head coach of the Broncos. What he said, though, when he was asked about the offense today, he goes, I I wasn't watching them. He was watching the defense. I'll watch the offense on film. It's like, no, Vic, you have to have eyes on offense, too. You have to have eyes on special teams. You have to have eyes on every player and every position and every part of the team, every side of the ball. That's what you signed up for. You're not the defensive coordinator. You're not an assistant. You are the head coach, and you are the, to borrow a phrase from the VJ years, Chad, a leader of men. And it's time you have to lead those men, all of the men, including on the offense. Not a huge deal right now. I know it's training camp and, you know, a lot of stuff is going on. A lot of players on the field, joint practice today. But that's the same question that's gone unanswered. Is Vic Fangio a complete head coach? Is he enough of a head coach to survive this year and be the head coach long-term in Denver? On one hand, I feel you. You know, it's like, come on, dude. Can you spend half the time maybe watching the defense and the other half watching the offense? A little bit. At the same time, it's like, well, what's the big deal? Because he's going to go watch the tape. And we know that's the first thing they do. In fact, even Drew Locke today at the podium, he's like itching to get back to the hotel to watch the tape. But it just speaks to, as you pointed to, Zach, the overall macro meta kind of beef we have with Vic, which is, hey, man, are you the head coach of the team or the head coach of the defense? Like, come on now. Let's go. Michaela, what's going on? It's good to see you. Real quick, shout out to Adidas Freak. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for that super chat. And I'm, I who is the face? I know the face. I don't know. It looks like a let him hate shirt, though. It is a let him hate. Who is it? Oh. I don't know. I, I whoever it is is avoiding copyright with Adidas. The way the way no they're doubt. spelling it. Thank you for that support. Really yes. do appreciate Thank you, you. Uh, Joe. Yeah, Saturday's going to be here before you know it. Before you know it. Um, let me see here real quick. There's a lot to get to today. We're going to talk about basically what transpired, the buzz, uh, the rumors coming out of this Vikings. Whoa. Yeah, what's going on? Let's get hype, boy. Let's get hype, Riley. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So real quick here. Everyone wants to know who won the day, Drew or Teddy. 
Uh, by the way, shout out, Dave. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Dave Glassman, what's up, brother? Uh, who won the date? Truth is, Zach, once again, mixed reviews. It depends on who you ask. Right. Yeah, it, it, Go ahead. I'm sorry. It should also be worth noting as kind of like pretext that we were off yesterday and the announcement was is that Drew Locke will be starting Saturday's game against the Vikings as QB1. According to Vic Fangio, who also said that Teddy Bridgewater will be starting next week's game against the Seattle Seahawks. Chad, he could not commit to giving a certain number of reps or giving it up a certain number of ways. He was saying, like we've been saying, um, it goes as the game flow goes. It goes as the context of the game goes, and you can't really predict it days out. But I just wanted to point that out real quick, that Drew Locke will be starting uh, Saturday, and Teddy Bridgewater will be getting the nod next week. Looks like we're having a little bit of fr- – let me know in the comments, guys. Is it me or is it Chad? Or the internet gods cursing Chad once again because he's frozen on my screen. And let me know what you guys are seeing here. I'm going to just assume it's – okay, so it's Chad. Okay. Thank you guys for letting me know. Okay, Chad's out. It's solo version of the Huddle Up podcast time, guys, impromptu. So while he's getting that uh, – taken care of. I'm going to get to a few uh, questions or comments here. I just see Tez Esquire. And Tez, I think I remember you from the 24-7 days. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but your name looks familiar. Uh, Regardless, Tez goes, Mike Liss stated that overall Teddy has been more precise and accurate throughout the camp. Well, I appreciate you, Tez, but uh, A, that's one person's opinion, Mike Liss is, and that's not the overall, you know, that's not gospel. That's just what he's seeing out there on the field. And also, how are we surprised, guys, if Teddy Bridgewater is more accurate and is more precise? First of all, that's his calling card. It's like saying Drew Locke has a stronger arm. That's what Teddy Bridgewater is known for. Second of all, he should, in comparison to someone like Drew Locke, look more accurate, look more precise, and look like a more polished quarterback. So a lot of these anti-lockers are you know, getting on him for not separating from Teddy Bridgewater. But like I've been mentioning, the inverse is never talked about. It's never talked about where Teddy Bridgewater, being this accurate pro, being this precise pro, being this, you know, 50-game starter in the NFL across multiple teams, he's not separating from Drew Locke either. So it's a dead heat right now. Mike Liss is certainly worth bearing in mind when, you know, discussing the quarterback competition. But that's not a surprise to me that Teddy Bridgewater looks more accurate. He's also doing less with the offense. He's checking it down more. He's taking the um, less exciting plays. He's not pushing the ball down the field. And even Vic Fangio said, yeah, we can get by with that for a little bit, checking it down and taking the three-yard dump-offs, but we want to push the ball down the field. We can't live and die based on checkdowns. So Teddy has a a limit with what he can do here. He can be accurate and he can be precise, but his ceiling, at least compared to Drew Locke, will never supersede that it, it will never get him over the edge until he starts doing the things the coaching staff wants him to do, which is pushing the ball down the field. So while I'm still solo here, I'm going to go through some of the more comments that we're getting here. Uh, Chad is frozen like Fangio. That's pretty funny. Uh, Gary leads Palmer. What's up, Gary? Steven Tobacco says it's like a Kelberman's corner. Yes, guys. I appreciate the plug there for KK every Sunday afternoon uh i'm gonna go through some of the comments here uh chad's frozen yes it was chad and he's getting that taken care of right now he texted me so uh look out for him to come back anytime we got anthony bomer 
I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. I know you uh, sent me a, a tweet uh, the other day uh, instructing me how your name is enunciated, so I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. We appreciate your contribution, $2 Super. Go Broncos, Anthony says. And, yes, go Broncos. We are days away, guys, from the opener, the preseason opener, the debut of the 2021 Denver Broncos Saturday afternoon at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota should be a really Interesting, if nothing else, game for all of us to break down. I see Michaela jumping into the mix here. Michaela, thank you so much. You already made your presence felt by interacting, and now you chose to super fourteen ninety nine. We appreciate you more than we know, more than you know. Excuse me, uh, Zach's long awaited and deserved solo moment. Man, this week is dragging. Hashtag can't wait for Saturday. Hashtag MHH rocks. Michaela, I appreciate that. I know you're a little, uh, you know, a more of a a newer viewer to the whole MHH, you know, Broncos podcasting realm, but I've been doing this solo for quite a while, years before Chad, even for 24 seven sports. I love Chad. I love podcasting with Chad, but I love going solo when I can as well. I, I, you know, I kind of, uh, I feel like I thrive interacting with you guys one-on-one. So I appreciate you pointing that out, Michaela and listening tonight. Uh, Jewel the Fool, the MHH host battle is over. Zach has the starting nod. Now, we're still competing. It's still a 50-50 battle between me and Chad. The best man's going to win, and no decision has been made just yet on the starting nod. <laughs> Thank you, Jewel. Uh, William Hayes, what network will cover this game? Guys, for out-of-towners, I believe every game locally is on KUSA uh, Channel 9. Uh, but for out-of-towners, the game Saturday, and according to Kenneth Booker, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kenny, next week's game against Seattle, both will be televised live on NFL Network. So Saturday, 2 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network, Vikings-Broncos for anyone who is not in the Denver market. All right, what else do we got? Let's see what Tyler has to say. Tyler on Periscope, it looks like. Thank you, Tyler. If Teddy doesn't separate after Seattle, you have to roll with Drew, right? Uh, Let him hate. If Teddy doesn't separate after Seattle, well, it really depends, Tyler, on what Drew Locke does and what Teddy does, as a matter of fact, this coming week. We can't talk about week two without talking about week one, and we have no idea how week one is going to go. So let's say that it's still a dead heat. I mean, if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't separate, then they're going to go into the third preseason game, still up in the air, still deciding and still evaluating both quarterbacks and uh, letting their play dictate for themselves. I will say this, though. If Locke getting the first, you know, getting the nod, getting the first string reps, however many it may be on Saturday, if he leads, let's say, a touchdown drive or he leads an impressive drive, he gives that tangible separation to the coaching staff and he puts it on film, whether it be in Teddy's series against the Vikings or Teddy's play against Seattle the following week as the starter, he's going to really have to start pushing to make up that separation. Because like we talked about, there's only so much that Teddy can do given his arm talent deficiencies compared to Drew Locke. So if Locke starts separating, then Teddy's going to have to really put something on tape in Seattle. And let's just say he does nothing in Seattle and Drew Locke leads another touchdown drive. I think by that point, Vic Fangio would feel compelled enough, I would hope he would, to name the starter, even if it's Drew Locke and it pisses off the fan base, if only because they can focus from that point forward, getting Locke and the offense on the same page and getting all the first stringers reps together. Chemistry and continuity is so important, and that's the one drawback to having this quarterback competition. It's limiting what the starters will do with their other starters, 
and most importantly, what the starting quarterback, whoever it may be, can do with the other starting offensive players. But we are going to keep going here. Uh, Goofy says, solo Zach show. For now, yeah, Chad's having some internet connectivity issues. As usual, it seems like the Wi-Fi gods are just not on Chad's side lately. So he is getting that hammered out right now. And uh, we'll hope to see him soon. I know he's away. He's, you know, he's traveling right now, so he doesn't have his own internet. But go through some of the comments before I uh, handle matters of business. This is a good uh, point by Cobsters. Believe that's your name. Thank you for tuning in, Cobsters. That's a new name, so welcome. PS2 looking pretty solid. Can't wait to see the kid play. Yeah, I mean, Chad and I were, were gonna get in, gonna get into it before he had to dip out temporarily. Hopefully, uh, one of the takeaways from today's joint practice, though, against the Minnesota Vikings, was the play of Patrick Sertan the second PS2 as he's wants to be known. And you know, I had a tweet earlier today that I, I love the pick and I'm thrilled about him, but I would still. Anyone who watched uh, Hard Knocks last night, raise your hand. Micah Parsons is a beast. He's an animal. And all and that tweet I had, I said I still fantasize about, in other words, what Micah Parsons would look like in this defense. That isn't a takeaway, though, how I feel about PS2. It's two separate thoughts. He is going to be an all-pro within three years. He was running lockstep side-by-side side with every Vikings receiver he was covering today, Chad, and he looks like the real deal, wise beyond his years as a rookie. So I'm so excited for PS2, and no matter what role they, they play him in this year, he's going to thrive. Hopefully you're good. You guys, did you see that clip of him punking? I kind of remember who that, uh, that wideout was, but my goodness, dude, shut down. Shut him down. Shut them down. Guys, sorry about that. I honestly don't know what happened. My laptop just all of a sudden, good charge and everything just went zzz, and then it went through a really slow uh, reboot. So, you know, I guess when you're on the road, you know what they say, charge it to the game, right? But anyway, apologies, guys. What did I miss, Zach? What did I miss? Super chats, anything like that uh, we need to get to? I, I got Michaela. I got a couple okay. others. Uh, I was just getting some, to some questions. I didn't do matters of business yet, so we can grab that real quick before we dive in to the topic at hand today. Let's do it. If you wouldn't mind t- this time, Zach, I'm going to get a few things pulled up. Yes. Why don't you run yes, through sir. the matters of business real quick? Yeah, super quick because we're kind of like our, you know, we're throwing off our, our schedule here, our time allotment. So real quick, guys, follow the Huddle Up Pod on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. Follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Uh, be sure to follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow me on Twitter at Kelberman NFL. If you haven't already, go to HuddleUpPod.com and get your swag on. Get yourself a hat, dad hat. You can get yourself a fitted hat like Chad's wearing. T-shirts, coffee mugs, gator, et cetera, et cetera. We appreciate your support there. Uh, Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle. This is important. I talked about KK, Chad, while you were gone. It's every Sunday afternoon. We also have two other exclusive shows, Broncos Book Club with Chad and Trickle Zone with Eric Trickle. More on the way, more coming. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, Hit the big blue button, become a supporter. I promise you guys won't regret it. And thank you for everyone who's uh, signed up so far. Also, Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. Like that page and follow that page. But if you can't do any of those things, Please, guys, this video, every video you see on the MHH channel, subscribe, like, and share. It helps us grow and reach like-minded Broncos fans just like you. Hey, you know what? I think it's time we do an update for our stars, uh, show everyone where we're at on Facebook really quick here, gang, and then we'll see the stars for today. We got Chad's you, internet fun you, going. What <laughs> What's that? We, got, we already got Chad's internet fun for today, courtesy of BG. Dude, I'm a, cursed. It's crazy a super because chat superstar. I'll tell you what, seriously, none of my equipment 
when we first started doing this, I learned from Stoop, from Zeus McPeak himself, that there were better options for me internet-wise. But I quickly went and got those options, top of the line. And yet I still lately, especially, Zach, I don't know what it is. I pissed off a, a you know, internet provider god somewhere. I don't know. We but might have to sacrifice out. something. I don't know a what, goat, but... You know, maybe a goat. I do have a couple of goats in my backyard, so... <laughs> It's a joke, gang. It's a joke. PETA, slow your roll. Uh, look, guys, we are 26% to our goal of 500,000 stars <clears throat> on Facebook. When we get there, we're going to raffle off a Von Miller jersey, and that jersey is also going to come with a very special and unique MHH memento from Zach and myself. And those who are in the running for that raffle are only those who contributed stars to that goal. And how are we keeping track of that? right here. All right. Here is the top list of star senders for the last 28 days. We're going to continue to show this so everyone knows what the leaderboard looks like on a huddle up pod basis. Okay. Travis, still number one. Zeus, what's up, brother? Number two, Gary Leeds, Palmer, a legend. Three, Michael Ron, Zach, say it for me. Keo. Ron, Ron Quio. Quio. Ron Quio. Thank I you. Think. Number four, Andrew Baker. And by the way, Michael, love you, buddy. Andrew Baker, number five. Andrew Lamp, number six. Claude Riley, number seven. Pete Middleton, eight. Travis Tarbox, nine. Matthew Beatty, 10. Randy Jones, number 11. Sean Miller, 12. Zebulon, 13. Alexander Emmert, 14. Shane Daniels, uh, 15. And then I'll just kind of let you see. Dave Glassman at 18. Josh Shadow at 17. Mike Postle at 16. Muhammad. Uh, 19 and then SLM Broncos. We don't see SLM Broncos in the live streams, the actual pods that much anymore, Zach. All his uh, contributions come in the MHH, um, you know, for the Facebook supporters, the actual VIP pods, Well, whether it's Kelberman's Corner, whether it's, you know, the Trickle Zone, Broncos Book Club. But here's your leaderboard. So, guys, thank you, and I'll check back here in just a second to show you what today looks like. But really appreciate all yeah. of you. Keep it up. We're, get, we're going to get to that goal before you know it. Yeah, I was thinking to myself, I saw the, the percentage. We were at like, wasn't like 21 uh, the other day, and now it's at 26. So you guys are really incredible. You always heed the call, and uh, whoever is fortunate enough to get the jersey is so deserving. We can't wait to hand that out. Anthony, wait, hold on. I don't want to botch this because he reached out. We uh, we settled this. I already I already got this, yeah. Bomer. You got him? Yeah. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, let me see here, gang. But thank you, Anthony. You get it yeah, again. You know, you know, we love you, brother. Um, okay. I feel like I'm a little bit behind the eight ball. I will catch up. Let not your heart be troubled. Um, okay. Zach, the quarterback battle today. Let's just get a combo going and then I'll kind of vibe through this this chat yeah. here. Uh Teddy Bridgewater was the Teddy Bridgewater you see pretty much day in, day out. And so for all the criticism he might get for lacking this or lacking that. The one thing you can really hang your hat on with Teddy is you kind of know what you're going to get. And there's something for coaches, especially and fellow players comforting about that. You're not having to guess on whether or not he's going to roller coaster like this. Doesn't mean he's perfect, but he maintains a very steady level of play. It's not going to blow you out of your socks. Most of the time, it's not going to completely shock or disappoint you. Today was another one of those days, depending on who you asked, he won the day. I saw several other uh, Denver media in attendance who gave a slight edge to Drew. And it's always, Zach, with one exception I can remember this camp, 
when Drew gets the edge, it's always a slide edge, right? They can't yeah. just say Drew won the day. It's, oh, slide edge, barely for old Drew, Drew. But nevertheless, Drew got picked off on the last play of team period, Zach, and it was a tipped pass. So he went over the middle of the field, deep middle, ball gets tipped, boom, picked off. But again, Drew actually looked pretty good for most of that practice. It's unfortunate it ended on a sour note like that, but this is another one of those days, Zach, where Vic Fangio, even if he had watched every snap of offense today, could stand up there with a straight face and say, if you can't tell their separation, what makes you think we can tell? Because that's basically what he said on, uh, what was it, on Monday? Have you noticed separation? That's where we're at, too, basically, is his, his argument. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I was saying when you were gone, Chad, that Teddy Bridgewater's biggest ace is his precision and his accuracy, and um, I think his biggest advantage would be to let Drew Locke dig his own hole by turning the ball over and committing those turnovers that uh, Teddy Bridgewater quote-unquote won't, even though Teddy had 11 picks last year and Drew Locke had 15, not much of a discrepancy there. So they want to keep the ball in the offense's hands. They don't want to throw picks. They don't want to put the defense on the field. But if Teddy gets the nod, or when he gets the nod next week, he's going to have to push the ball at times. He can't live and die by three-yard passes, Chad, as, as safe as that can be. And even today, he had a, he had a great big play. He was, the, he was the trigger man on a huge play to Jerry Judy, but it was a pass where Jerry Judy, by the way, my dog, on fire. This dude looks like he is going to be a beast this year. He, put, he basically juked this, this corner out of his cleats, wide open. Teddy hits him in the middle, and then he does another juke runs it all the way. Big score. You know, it's like a 70-yard score. Not 70 yards in the air, Zach. You know, probably 25 yards in the air, and then Judy making a big play. And hey, quarterback gets credit for that, even though it was the wideout that really made that happen. He was solid. You know what you're going to get from from Teddy. So part of me, what I, what I look at when it comes to the Teddy-Drew question is, if Teddy were to win this thing, right, can this off, what kind of, what's the offense going to look like? And I think, you know, it's going to be a ball control offense. It's going to be a, very much a, a Bill Walsh a horizontal uh, running game. Or excuse me, vertical running game is the, is the way it's Short passes that, that, that you hope that the playmakers that, that you have, and you know, Broncos have a lot of them, right? That's one of the, the reasons why, you know, you can feel relatively safe if Teddy ends up being the pick because – you can do a little three-yard out or a little you know, four-yard drag underneath to K.J. Hamler or Albert O or Noah Fant or Judy or something or whatever. They can make one guy miss. Anything can happen. That's what you're going to live and die on aside from the running game if Teddy Bridgewater wins this. But it limits you because if you play a, a smothering defense, Zach, that is minding its P's and Q's, that's disciplined, wraps up, tackles, you're going to get shut down. You need to be able to test them timing timing uh you know here and there thanks brian for the internet fun bg in the house showing up thanks brother you know you would you know a double move for a receiver is pretty you know sop but jerry judy put a quadruple move on vikings cornerbacks today i mean putting them on skates like a roller rink chad this guy was the mvp of the spring he's the mvp of the summer and like you said he's gonna go on to have just a beastly season anyone worried about jerry judy should not be troubled at all he's going to be just fine um you know it's, it's encouraging that teddy at least if he does get the starting nod that he's proven he has definite intangible chemistry with jerry judy so we're good there or the broncos are good there i should say and you know as long as he can make those plays that's what i was saying 
if Teddy falls behind in this, or if they're a dead heat after this week, if it goes into week two, week three of the preseason, he's going to eventually have to push the ball down the field. I mean, they're loaded for bear on offense. They have too many weapons all around in the backfield, a tight end receiver. They can't squander those. They have to keep uh, putting defenses on their heels. One more point real quick, though. You mentioned uh, the running game. Finally, the pads go on, and just as we predict, Chad, you know who looks good today? Mr. Javante Pookie Williams came to play, ran really freaking hard, got a call out from Vic Fangio after practice. Just as we've been saying, guys, this is the future at running back for Denver, and it's only a matter of time before he passes Merlot on the depth chart. Real quick, shout out to tonight's top uh, senders. And by the way, Zach, Zeus on Facebook dropping stars like a boss and on YouTube. Now here's here's what I see. It's the the back end. The analytics is still not letting us see all the super chats except the most recent three or four. You got Michaela. Did you get Zeus's super? Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. So Zeus says that he has to agree with Zach on this one, and then it cuts off. I can't see it. So I don't know if you can scroll up and still access him. If you can, take a look. If not, Zeus, if you wouldn't mind resubmitting just the question, not another super, but just. Uh, re-put the point that you're making in there. Uh, BG, we got, and then I think we're current. We're current. So uh, real quick, though, shout out Zeus on Facebook. Andrew Lamp, thank you for the stars, my brother. Travis Weber, we're going to grab your topic here next. Michael, Travis, Andrew, Gary, Sean, Dave, make sure I'm not leaving anyone out. Love you guys. Thank you so much. We will check in in a few minutes and see how else it's looking as the, the stream goes on. Zach, Travis says, good evening. Broncos uh, country, Chad, Zach, how did our team look in practice today? Undisciplined. That's what it looked like. People I talked to and then a few reports I also read, Broncos just looked a little out of sorts. I don't know. Vikings came a little bit more calm and collected, a little more poised today. Broncos had multiple false starts, multiple. You you have the report, Zach, that just broke for us on milehighhuddle.com about Devontres Dukes, the undrafted rookie receiver. Uh, getting uh, getting the whistle blown, getting the flag thrown on him for uh, spinning the ball. Spinning after nice the ball. Play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so undisciplined. Uh, he goes, also I want to make a comment. A lot of fans still complaining about not drafting Justin Fields. When are they going to get it? That Fields has been going against third string. And of course, he'll look good. Peyton and PS2 above Fields. Excuse me. Peyton had PS2 above Fields on his draft board. They need these fans to accept it and trust the process or find another team. Just my two cents. Go Broncos, mile high salute. Appreciate the support, Travis, and the topic. Now, listen, you know, that's a ship that sailed. If you're a Broncos fan still wallowing over, we should have drafted Justin Fields. Look, if it was four months from now and the Broncos are, you know, two and nine, then I'd feel you. All right. I'd be there with you. But you don't know yet whether or not he made the right decision. I feel like he did. I feel like, you know, even if the Broncos go on to struggle this year, Zach, I still will believe that that was the right decision on multiple levels of analysis. The most crucial being you needed to know for sure whether Drew had a chance to be your future or not. You'll know. By the end of the season, you will know if that is the case. You'll have an absolute answer that you can bank on. And if you and if he ends up proving that he is, then problem solved. If not, hey, you got a number one corner that you can, as a franchise, count on for a decade, and you can go right back to the well next year because if you struggle this year, you're probably angling top 15 in the draft again. And even though they keep saying, oh, it's a weak draft class 2022, guys, there will be cues who emerge this college football season and then declare for the draft that no one was really talking about during the draft in 2021. So don't worry about that. 
one of those guys, you know, to give an example, uh, that emerged this year that wasn't on the radar a couple of years ago was Trey Lance. And I firmly believe that was the one quarterback the Broncos would have taken at number nine had he been available. And ever since that Peter King column came out where he kind of peeled the curtain back on Drew Locke and George Payton and Justin Fields and why they passed on him, it it drew, you know, a ton of feedback. And we were the kind of the first outlet to put it out there, but they were looking at it like George Payton had Drew Locke higher on his figurative board than Justin Fields. That's not the case. It's not the way to look at it. It's that he had Patrick Sertan higher than Fields on his big board. He just wanted the quarterback over that particular quarterback. It didn't mean he didn't want a quarterback in you know in general. He would probably would have taken Zach Wilson if he was there, Trevor Lawrence if he was there, and certainly Trey Lance if he was there. He just did not like Justin Fields. He scouted him as a prospect, same as any other prospect. Prospect and came to the conclusion that he wasn't right or he wasn't a better choice for Denver than Patrick Sertan. So this is another situation where Drew Locke haters or Drew Locke critics are using that reporting from Peter King, which I thought was great, as a narrative against the Broncos front office and a narrative against Drew Locke to insist that they don't know what they're doing and they passed on this future Hall of Fame prospect in Justin Fields. Listen, guys, he's still not even the starter in Chicago. That's Andy Dalton's job. So can we pump the brakes a little bit on what he could be? And even if he is a good pro, I'm with Chad. I'm never going to fault Denver for going all in on a quarterback they've invested in and trying to get a cost-controlled option that they developed, that they stuck by. And anyone who has conviction like George Payton enough to do that, to draw that much criticism to in, in the face of that, I will always respect that. Most definitely. Most definitely. I still think Drew's going to turn a corner. And I don't. I just maintain, guys, I don't think you're going to see it in training camp. I don't. I think you'll begin to catch glimpses of it in the preseason games. But I do think Drew will take some steps forward this year. Steven wants to know on Facebook, will week three be the only MHH meet and greet you guys do this season? Probably this year. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, depending on how next spring unfolds relative to the pandemic and in terms of, you know, how the NFL chooses to roll out, you know, are they going to cancel the combine again? Where What's the draft going to look like? We might do multiple events next year but this year we're going to keep it uh you know we're going to count our blessings that we're able to do it in week three this year it's going to be a blast hope to see you there steven uh big old tent right out the south end of empower field at mile high out in the tailgate section you're not going to be you you won't miss us if you're looking for us you won't miss us even if you're not looking for us you're not going to miss what we got going on that day so we want to meet as many of you as possible it's going to be fun we'll have a little uh you know a little food some finger food type deal uh, you know, no adult beverages. All right. We can't, uh, we're not about trying to find a license for that. That's not what we're trying to do there, but we'll have some, you know, waters and stuff like that. Plus we'll do some live content. Zach, we'll have our guy, uh, the Nimbus productions who has been, he's made a few intros for us. We'll have them there with a the drone doing some cool stuff, creating some, helping us yeah. to create some content guys. You're not going to want to miss it. We got many superstars, Zach, flying in from all across, not only the fruited plain, but crossing oceans to be there to meet with us, including Kiaka, who unfortunately, he was scheduled to be on tonight's show, but he had to cancel last minute because, you know, uh, prayers up. He had a family matter he had to attend to very suddenly. So we look forward to seeing Kiaka, who's one of those who's going to make the trip. D-Dub said he's going to make the trip. Hopefully that's true. We shall see. They're in Hawaii, gang. So, hey, if you can make it, even if you're not going to go to the game, I mean, most people who live outside of Denver, you know, if you're going to fly into Denver 
you're going to want to go to the game. But, hey, maybe it's not in the cards. Still come see us. Yeah. And uh, a, a Denage, I hope you can make it to the meet and greet. If only I can tell you that Justin Fields is, A, not a franchise quarterback just yet, and, B, George Payton said, told you, uh, Peter King, he didn't consider Fields nor Mac Jones franchise quarterback material. It's not my opinion. I'm basing it off what George Payton told Peter King. But anyone, for any reason, if they, if they have enough conviction in their own process and in their own scouting, in their own gut, in their own eyes, I respect that. Well, it remains to be seen what happens with Justin Fields. And if Drew Locke busts and Fields goes on to have a good career, we can revisit this. But to do it on August 11th is way premature. And you're only doing this to fuel your own anti-Locke narrative. That's all it is. Well said. I can't really add to that. Travis says, did you guys see Vaughn pumping up the crowd in Minnesota doing his? Yep. Saw that. Love seeing that. Vaughn's a, Vaughn's a just a ball of energy, man. I feel like he was trolling them. Wasn't he doing like the skull, the skull clap? Well, no, he's been doing this at, at Broncos camp to the yeah, crowd, trying to get know. everyone in unison and doing all that. I don't know about a skull chant. I missed that if that was the case, but this is something he's been doing at camp even just this summer. He, it's just great having him around still. I mean, he brought Broncos country to Minnesota, in other words. You know, the energy and just the, the I don't know, the charisma. Love, Vaughn. Zeus is going off the chain with stars on Facebook, leading the pack, 5,000 stars. Andrew with 1,000 now. Travis, 950. Michael, 800. Travis Weber, 650. Andrew Baker, 490. Gary Lee's Palmer, a legend, 200. Sean Miller, 150. Dave Glassman. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you. We're, we're, we're rapidly approaching our goal, uh, so appreciate you guys. Here's um, BNS. Priest, how are we doing on the injury front? I didn't hear uh, about any new ones, but heard Josie's better. Um, here's a, some good news for you. Mike Purcell, first practice since July 30th. So he was back, and they're, I'm sure they'll work him in a little bit, you know, ease him in a little bit. Um, I took some notes on this. Stand by. Let me see if I can – I'll, I'll answer this so we don't have dead air. I'll find where uh, I had the note on that. But um, Tim Patrick returned to practice. I'm trying to remember who else. But that's good news. Good news. There were still like a handful of players. Like Ajim was out. Obviously, Baron Browning, Asang Bassi, those guys are still on the uh, injured list. But, you know, they're they're – I don't really care so much right now as opposed to week one, and I certainly don't care going into this game. That's the number one thing I want, Chad, coming out of Saturday is no more injuries. Keep this team intact. Here is Kobe Ray, a newer name on Super Chat. So, Kobe, welcome. welcome. Thank you. Make sure you connect with us on on Twitter because we like to keep track, keep in touch, keep the conversation going with our Super Chat superstars, and also tag you, shout you out after each and every show. So thank you. He says, I think Vic and company will get – Tired of seeing checkdowns here soon. Vic's already tired of it. He put Teddy on notice, kind of, the first weekend after camp. So camp opened on a Wednesday. That Saturday after practice, so four days in, Zach, he basically said, hey, you know, check down. Sometimes that's what you got to do. But, like, there needs to be balance. You know, it can't be all you do because that makes it easy for guys like Vic. If the quarterback is only checking it down and you have a fundamentally sound, swarming smothering type defense that tackles in the open field guys you know a three yard crossing route even if you complete you're still at second and seven you do that again right now you're at third and four you do it again punt so you gotta take some chances pushing the ball beyond the sticks and teddy you know he needs to improve on that especially if he wants to beat drew well and let's not act like this broncos you know this this skill 
supporting group, this supporting cast isn't loaded with game breakers and speed demons and possession threats and uh, players like Cortland Sutton where 50-50 balls don't exist, they're 80-20 balls. KJ Hamler taking the top off the defense. Jerry Judy breaking ankles. Noah Fan, a red zone demon. Albert O when he comes back. Tim Patrick when he comes back. So let's assume that Teddy gets the, the week one nod and he's the full-time starter. He can't live and die, and the Broncos can't live and die on three-yard passes. He's going to have to find a way to push the ball down the field, and he's going to have to show that now in the summer. Um, do you see Dr. Chris? Because the stream just did a jump. I've got the queen here, but the stream just jumped Chris Bush. Oh, um, uh, look – I can something about ready for Saturday to see four quarters, and then I can't. And then it cuts off. I can't see anymore because YouTube's back end analytics are screwed up right now. Um, so, Chris, if we can't get you to your super chat, if Zach can't go up and get it, if it's blocking us out, just re-put the comment if you wouldn't mind, pretty please. Yeah, the last one I see is Christie's. So, okay, do Chris put it back in the chat, yeah. please. We will get. We'll it. get to it. Uh, Christy, the Queen, love you. Appreciate you. Hope you're. Hope to see you there. I, I know we're expecting to see you there September 26th. And if you can make that happen, man, we'll be stoked. Yes. Because I, I think this team is building chemistry. It should be fun to watch. That is, uh, you know, it's happening. You know, one of the downsides to the, the 50-50 QB competition, though, Zach, is you are inhibiting the chemistry from forging as quickly and hotly as you might want it to on offense. Because just when, say, a quarterback or a tight end or whatever – is starting to kind of get some juju going with the cue, rotate, oop, in comes the other guy, and then you're kind of starting from another foot, so to speak. But that's, you know, I think it's a small price to pay with a team as talented as the Broncos are. I mean, as Vaughn said today, this is the talented, most talented team, deepest team we've had yeah. since the Super Bowl. So, hey, man, if Vaughn thinks that this is a team loaded for bear that can compete regardless of whether it's Drew or Teddy, I think fans should take some some encouragement in that, even if it's not, you know, completely confidence inspiring. Listen, Fangio's, you know, his rookie season in Denver, they went seven to nine, and this roster wasn't even close to looking as talented as it as it does now. On the strength of the defense alone, I'm not talking even about the coaching or Fangio. I'm talking about the personnel. They can probably win six, seven, eight games. You add into that a competent offense, that's another couple wins. An above-average offense or a good offense, that's another couple wins. I'm not saying 16 and, and, and 1. I'm not saying 17 and 0, but there's no reason why, quarterback included, this team can't win more than nine, 10 games and compete for a playoff spot. But chemistry is important. Continuity is important. Luckily, Locke got that with, with Pat Shermer for another year. Teddy Bridgewater got that with Pat Shermer, who he knows. Uh, so we have to just hope that they can all coalesce. And the sooner a starter is announced, I think the better overall for the offense. Andrew Baker wants to know, and thank you for the stars, Andrew. Does Drew try too hard to pull away and then ends up throwing uh, INTs? Is that what he's trying to say? Or incom- incomplete? INTs, I think. And everyone blows up with how he sucks. Shake my head. That's my worry. MHH for life, Denver Broncos for life. Does Drew try too hard to pull away and ends up throwing picks? So, in other words, Zach, I think what he's saying is, is he pressing? I don't see that from Locke. I think he's he's actually – what he told Peter King, I think, stood out more than anything about Justin Fields or George Payton is that he said he realizes he made boneheaded throws last year. He made plays that would get him benched 
or impact his future as an NFL quarterback. And he credited Teddy Bridgewater with helping him overcome those errors and overcome those deficiencies and maybe take the safer route when possible. So I don't think he's pressing. He's not in his head constantly. Uh, he's not someone like Paxton Lynch where he's kind of a uh, a mental – I don't want to say the word I'm thinking, but not the most mentally strong individual out there. You know, he's going to compete to become better and he's going to take ownership of whatever mistakes he makes. But I don't see him pressing to win the job. I think he just has to play his brand of football, Chad, and and trust himself and trust his arm. He's never had, he said it himself, he's never had to compete, like truly compete. Don't get me wrong. If you're handed the job, it's like Peyton Manning. You go out, you pay Peyton Manning $96 million over a five-year deal. He didn't end up making all that money because he retired one year shy of it, but you go out and you pay that guy, Zach, he's not competing for his job with anybody, but he still has to go out there on the grass and justify his job. And so Drew has always had to justify his job, whether it's going back to high school, Missouri, and the first couple of years in Denver, but this is the first time that he's truly had to sing for his supper. And I think that's, it's as I've been telling you long before camp even started, I think that's one of the reasons you can, with relative confidence, feel good about seeing something new and improved and better from Drew because competition is the refiner's fire, all right? It brings out the best, I don't care, man, woman, child, doesn't matter. Competition, you put people head to head, all right? It's going to bring out the best. Whoever's the best for that job, it's going to come out in the wash, and it's also going to inspire people who maybe say, you know, they maybe you wouldn't pick them to win, but now the fact that they're being compared to and in fear of losing their job or whatever, and they're going up against this person every single day, it right it raises the level. It's a tide that raises ships. And so, you know what, Drew Locke, I'm not, I'm really not worried about it. And as Zach, I agree with you, Zach. Up to this point, there was one day where I thought to myself, is Drew pressing a little bit? Uh, this the beginning of the second week of camp, but I don't, I'm really not seeing it. Not a consistent pattern. I mean, I think Locke learned of anything this offseason, nothing will be handed to him. I mean, he couldn't even drive back home to see his parents without a freaking lug nut smashing his windshield and threatening his life, Chad. Uh, so, I mean, he's has to earn, like you said, everything, sing for his supper. But just having someone like Teddy Bridgewater behind him, good enough to push him, but not good enough to surpass him. I think that was a really smart move by Denver. It was, you know, the heir to Drew Locke's fire, get a, a precise, accurate guy, a, a good veteran leader, and let him help the incumbent. And if you can mesh those two quarterbacks together, kind of take the best from both, I think you have a good starting quarterback in Denver this season. If you can Voltron these two, right, turn it into a super quarterback, then you're – Lockwater, 2021. <laughs> there you go. Michael, appreciate you, bro. He says, I'll support the Broncos. GM, uh, George Payton's decision to make the Broncos organization the best in the NFL. I feel you, my friend. Mike says, Zach's killing it today. Keep crushing the full-blown facts. Appreciate Appreciate you, Mike. Mike. Tez on YouTube says, Zach, Chad, if a person is saying that Locke isn't good based on pure objectivity, (laughs) why then do you refer to it as Locke hate? Does it not matter if the claim is substantiated? Hold on real quick, Zach. There's a difference between saying, look, I watched the tape, I've spent my time, Fair. I don't think Locke has what it takes. A and reason to yeah. Here's why. The, when, what we call hate or what we call Locke derangement syndrome is it, it just, as it says, you know, it derails off into true derangement where it comes off as hate. You know, It really does. So um, what you said right here, 
not hate at all. I don't perceive it that way. Um, and we don't come down on anyone who says, I don't think Locke has it. That It's the people that take it a little bit too far into the derangement sector that gets our dander up. Yeah, I mean, it's hilarious. It's comical to say pure objectivity when literally every opinion I see lobbied on this podcast at us is purely subjective and not objective. You cannot be a Drew Locke fan. And you know what? You guys are acting like uh, Chad and I have never come on here and said a bad thing about Drew Locke. It is the furthest thing from the truth. We have criticized him at every turn where he deserves to be criticized, but we're not going to be radical one way or the other. We're going to call things as we see them. And the same... Uh, you know, the hate or, or the pure, unadulterated dislike for Drew Locke can be applied to Teddy Bridgewater as well. But we've been saying consistently, no matter who's the quarterback, we want them to succeed. We want them to do well. So you can be a Drew Locke, you know, critic. You can doubt him. You can be a skeptic. But tell me why beyond that, oh, well, uh, he had 15 picks last year or uh, he's Paxton Lynch 2.0. That's where it becomes radical. That's where it becomes like you have a personal invested stake in that opinion. You're not looking at it through pure objective eyes. And if you do, and you can come with us, like Chad said, with reason, with a logical argument, we'll hear it and we'll probably agree with some of it or most of it, but we're not going to go one way or the other with any quarterback. Look, to, to pretend as if Drew has done absolutely nothing in the league, you know, that's where you start going, come on now. Come on now. This guy has done some stuff. Has he been up and down? Sure, right? But he's he's moved the needle. You just want to see it more often. You know, you just want to see it more often. It's 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 kind of a sad reflection and almost proof, Zach, of what locked arrangement syndrome is. When a podcast like ours, who maintains just like a maybe just new just north of neutral positivity on the Drew Lock issue, we're homers. We're we're complete. Drew Locke stands when really, if you go back and check the record, all we've really ever said is the kid's shown us enough to want to see more. We think that he has a chance to be a franchise guy. If he can continue to develop and that we think it's in the team's best interest that he's the guy that wins this job this year because of the investment they put into him. And we're not just talking about the draft pick itself. So to take those things and say, all right, you guys are uh, completely blowing it out of proportion. You're in love with Drew Locke. That's when you know it's going into derangement. When Drew has a, a critical day, we'll we'll criticize him. When he's not, you know, makes some boneheaded play, we will be right there with the hate, you know. But that's not up to this point. It's been, you know, as far as camp is concerned, though, Zach, it's been pretty uh what what we expected to see, you know. And real quick, Trevor says, Do you do you feel today was a setback for Drew since Teddy did better? Depends on who you ask on that. Again, Trevor. Some people said it looked like Teddy was the guy. Some guys said it was Drew. So, you know, it's one of those things where you're like ready to pull your hair out. Who's it going to be? You got to wait till the preseason games to even begin to get an answer. Uh, since the Minnesota practice was supposed to be a measuring point. It's another. It's just one of many measuring points, by the way, Trevor. You know, my question, though, Trevor, and, you know, I know that you're a pretty reasonable, objective fan, though, is, is it a setback for Teddy when Drew does well? Is that same question being posed or is it only work one way? I mean, how does that even work? They're not competing. Ultimately, they're, they're playing for the same team. So if one day in one practice, which amounts to nothing, it's immaterial to the entire case here because Mick Fangio is not making this decision when he does based on one practice, two practices, five practices. He's doing it based on the games. 
So to say Teddy did better because why? He didn't throw a pick off a deflected pass or Locke did better because, you know, he threw a longer touchdown. It's still only practice to quote AI. We're talking about practice right now. So who did what? Who won the day? Keeping stats. Let's let one game play out, guys. Let's let Saturday get here and see how they shake out when the bullets fly, you know, a little more tangibly. Based case, it jumped you, but because you're one of the most recents, I can still see it on the back end of YouTube and grab it here. So appreciate you, brother. Good to see you in the chat. He says, I'm hearing the O-line had a bad day. Thoughts? Yes, it. in a general sense, uh, as far as discipline goes, yeah, yeah. There was a big Drew Locke touchdown that was negated because of a holding penalty. I can't remember now on who, uh, but, you know, false starts, things like that, that not a good reflection on just the mental comportment of the offensive line, I think they'll bounce back from it, though. Yeah, we always say, though, you know, false starts or discipline issues, and discipline issues start on the coaching staff. And, you know, even Luke has mentioned this every time he's come on the podcast, that they look very lackadaisical. There's no energy at Broncos camp. And that's why when uh, Garrett Bowles and Bradley Chubb got into that dust-up, a lot of fans were happy that there was some life there was some excitement. There was some passion flowing through the fields at UC Health Training Center. So this team really takes on the complexion of Vic Fangio. Sometimes they're going to be, you know, technically sound. Other times they're going to come out and have false starts and just be this kind of just sluggish team. That's why one of the reasons why I doubt whether Fangio Chad is the right guy for this operation. Time will tell. Uh, Srethan, happy birthday to you, my friend. Uh, based Gase, gotcha. Um, why is it doing that? There we go. Here's the word I'm looking for. I want to see urgency. I want to see intensity. That was lacking today. And it's lacked at many times during training camp up yeah. to this point. And you go, wait a minute now. You're playing arguably the most intense team sport in the world. Violent, um, fast. What do you mean the no intensity? But I'm telling you, as Zach said, teams do take on the emotional complexion of their coaches, specifically the head coach. Fangio, hopefully he, re- he recognizes, Zach, that the, the sand in the hourglass, you know, it's running out. So, like, Quickly. you got to coach with urgency. you got to push your guys, your coaches, and your players with urgency. And I don't think, you know, I'm not going to really render any absolute judgment on this topic until I see him in a preseason game. Once I see Saturday night, then I'll come holler at you and let you know where things stand relative to intensity, urgency, physicality, all of that. But today was not a good testimonial on that uh, trail, right? On the breadcrumbs, the trail of evidence. No, it was not. And uh, ultimately, we'll see if Fangio can grow from his biggest, you know, sideline situational deficiency, which is having them ready to play, having them uh, be intense, having that emotion. How many times in the last couple of years did the Broncos start a game completely flat for no reason? Coming off bye weeks, coming off an extended day off. I mean, they just come out flat. I think Fangio Shad is the type of coach where he's really being hurt by the new age NFL that cut down on two a days. If he can have those longer practices, more grueling practices, and less CBA involvement, I think he'd thrive better. But he has to step it up a little bit. There's too much talent on this team for them to walk around like they're in a funeral. The doctor, Dr. Chris, what's up, dude? I know this wasn't your super chat topic, and I've been looking to see if you put it back in, but I wanted to grab one of your comments here tonight. He says, Justin Fields will be like other running quarterbacks electric in a few games or so, and then the league will shut him down like they did Lamar. 
they are slowly but surely figuring Mahomes out also. I don't know about that one, buddy. I I feel you a little bit on Lamar, but honestly, no one's really been able to do it consistently in the in the regular season. But you get to the pro season tournament, Zach, and you know that U word again, urgency becomes much more front and center. Intensity, physicality ratchets it up a notch. And you know, you got to be able to meet that and exceed it on your end as a cue. And so far, Lamar's been un- unable to do that. But I still get your point about, um, you know, the I don't know about the running quarterback. I think you can get – there's a lot more proof lately that that's the way the NFL's going as the mobile quarterback that can move. But um, we'll see. We'll see about fields. Real quick, Zach, Zeus, still the leaderboard wow. here. Michael, thank you, bro. Travis, thank you. Andrew Lamp, Travis Weber. Butch Butch jumping in. Appreciate that, Butch. <laughs> Very generous. Andrew Baker, Gary Leeds Palmer, Sean Butch Miller, Butch. Dave Glassman. I uh, love you guys. Thank you so much. All right. We are about out of time, guys. Um, let me see here. Zeus says, Hey, hi, had I hi, had said I agree with Zach on Vic Fangio being involved with the offense and defense. This was his super chat we missed earlier. The stream jumped him. He wanted to be the big cheese. He doesn't have to be neat. Yes. But should be involved yes. with everything. Affiliate. And that's not to say that he's not, like, because we know he goes back and watches the tape. All right. That does happen. Okay. We we're, we don't question that, but it's like, Zach, is it really you have a defensive coordinator, my dog? And it's your guy that you know and have worked with for years and years. Like, peel one eye over to the offense, just a few reps at least, my dog, so that when you get a microphone in your face, Coach Fangio, how'd the offense look today? you can give a meaningful reply. And, and yeah, that's that's the, the frustrating part to me. It's it's not the first time he literally said, I didn't watch the offense, I'll watch him on film. This is like the third or fourth time this, this training camp alone. And that's one thing he's been saying or demonstrating the last couple of years or the first couple of years of his tenure is that he's all defense, no offense, and completely hands off. That's not going to do it in today's NFL. And that's why I was worried, Chad, and I know you were a little as well apprehensive about the hire, if only because it's an old-school coach whose bread and butter is defense, not offense. And where the NFL is going, you have to know offense. Even if you're a defensive mind, you have to at least know the ins and outs. You have to, like you said, keep one eye, one eye on offense. And I get it after Vance Joseph when it felt like things really flew off the rails as far as there's no rooster in the hen house. You wanted to bring in a coach that reminded you of your dad, you know, John Elway's dad wanted a guy that seemed no nonsense, you know, death by inches, Vic Fangio. But they've um, been killed by a lot of inches the last couple years. They've been killed by feet. Let's be frank, right? (laughs) Uh, so Chris is clarifying his super said, I just said, be ready for Broncos 2021, four quarters of football Saturday. Yes, indeed, brother. And you know, we're going to break down. Hey, man, we learned last year when the pandemic said you might not have a season to appreciate each and every opportunity we get to watch and enjoy Broncos football. If that's an exhibition game, that gummit, we are going to love and relish every snap. Tom up in Canada proves that Broncos country is not a geographic location gang. It's a state of being. He says, I'm just joining the pod. What happened today, guys? Who won the day, Teddy or Drew? Did Drew win by a slight margin like always? LOL. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so it's another one. It's another wash, dude. It's a, It depends on who you ask. There was no clear-cut guy. Um, you know, so same old, same old relative to 
the quarterback situation. We're about out of time, so real quick, Zach here, I'm just scrolling to make sure we don't miss any super uh, super chat superstars, and then we will check back in on uh, Facebook. Yeah, let me just add one thing about today's quarterback. You know, keeping track of the scorecard. You can say that maybe Teddy won the battle today, but in terms of the overall war, there's still no tangible separation. I think Vic Fangio would still say it's even Steven going into the Vikings game. Uh, Mike said, Travis, Luke flat out said Drew was, quote, trash, and he can't even throw a football, so he'll be QB2 or any other QB until Drew shows it in games. Yeah, Luke has had some – Luke Patterson – he has had some very strong opinions on the podcast about Drew Locke. I'm not going to defend him. I'm not going to justify him. That's his opinion. And this is, you know, at MHH, we are not, it's not an orthodoxy. You know, we, myself, Zach, we don't mandate anyone feel or analyze the exact same way we do. That's, we want multiple opinions on the issue. And I understand Mike, um, you know, might've rubbed you wrong how he said it. I do feel you on that, but that's, that's one man's opinion. Exactly. And everyone's entitled to their own. I don't agree with it, but that's that's what's great about this country, guys. Everyone's entitled to their own beliefs and we can express them and discuss them. Seth Harmon jumping in with a super sticker. And I wish I could tell you what it looked like, but YouTube is continuing to not allow us to really see that. So, Seth, you know, we love you, though, my friend. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, Kayleon Green wants to know what else is going on besides QBs. Um, so back to that question, forgive me. I forget who asked it. Was it Dave Glassman? I can't recall who attended practice. How's the injury bug looking? So here's who didn't practice today versus the Vikings, Duke Dawson, Asang Bassey, Baron Browning. They're all on the pup active roster, non-practice McTelvin, Najim groin, Josie Jewell groin, cornerback, Mac McCain, hamstring, Deontay Spencer, knee, uh, Marquise Spencer, the rookie seventh round defensive lineman, ankle and defensive tackle, Deion Sizer, Hammy, and then who returned to practice. Here's where things become good news. Tim Patrick, Mike Purcell, Tyree Cleveland, Kerry Vincent, the seventh round cor- uh, corner out of LSU. Uh, wait a minute. So Deontay Spencer did practice. Michael Ojemudia and Josh Watson all returned. So there you have it. All right, there you have it. Uh, as far as what else happened, you ha- you saw Jerry Judy look continuing, and that's really encouraging because you're like, well, you know, he's probably been the star of training camp so far. Is it going to continue against outside competition? Boy, oh boy, did it today. Uh, Cortland Sutton made a few plays, also had a drop. As Zach mentioned earlier, Pookie Williams looked real good. Offensive line, very sloppy day, sloppy performance. Defense looked really good. Uh, Justin Simmons said that it, you know, it was great going against that Minnesota Vikings uh, offense quarterback by Kirk Cousins because, you know, it kind of forced them to not force, but they saw some things that they hadn't seen from their own crew. And so, overall, I think the Broncos got out of it what they wanted to get out of it. But it was also a nice little litmus test, Zach, of hey man, here's where you need to step your game up. Yeah, one other guy we mentioned already, but uh, PS2, again, yes. is the real deal. He looked terrific today, running step for step with every every receiver he covered. So uh, there were points to take away. There were a lot of things to work on, but I think the Broncos, Chad, liked hitting another team, hitting other players, going up against other players other than their own, and I think it will make them better going into the preseason game on Saturday. All right, I'm doing one last circle to make sure. Oh, we got a Desert Creature. Thank you. Says great show. 
Desert Thank Creature, you. welcome. Thank you. Appreciate the support. Connect with us on Twitter so we can shout you out and keep the conversation going, my friend, outside of these streams. Tony D.A. Dub. I think Tony mentioned he's going to be there week three. Are you going to be there, Tony? You're going to get on an Hopefully. airplane and come, come see us? Yeah. Um, he says, and if Teddy wins, then so be it. It's about the Broncos. Exactly. Zach and I aren't going to be crying any tears if Teddy Bridgewater wins the job. Trust. We're not. So, yeah, and if, if it's Teddy, hey, let's go. Let's go win some ball games with Teddy Two Gloves. Let's make it happen. Actually, here's his first comment. Thank you for two supers, Tony. Go Broncos. Hope lock balls out on Saturday and put an end to this already. Yeah, but if Teddy wins, it was his point. Hey, let's go. And we're, we're with you on that, my friend. We really are. There, there's no Drew Luck fan club card in this wallet, guys. I mean, it, I, I root for whatever quarterback is, is pioneering the Broncos and leading them onto the field every Sunday. If it's Teddy Bridgewater or Brett Rippon even, so be it. We'll support that guy. We just think that, again, for the billionth time, that Locke's upside is worth checking out and investing in for this season. Okay, one last update because I know everyone wants to see the individual show leaderboard for today's Facebook superstar senders, and then we're going to – Wish you all a good rest of your evening and um, see see you tomorrow. Here is the leaderboard going out of Wednesday, August 11th. Um, here, I got to do this real quick. Boom. Okay. Here's the leaderboard, gang. We got some major players here. Zeus, still at the top. Mike made a real sincere run. Travis, sincere run. Andrew Lamp, Travis Weber, all you guys, thank you so much. Seriously. Uh, Kevin Smith, what's up, Kevin? Good to see you, bro. How you been? Where's your Huddle Up podcast hat? Huh? Where's it at, my dog? Butch Butch, Andrew Baker, Sean Miller, Gary Leeds Palmer. Uh, see more. Let's see more. Um, Travis Tarbox, let me see here. Oh, jumping. Hold on. We already got Travis. Zebulon, descending. From somewhere out there, Zach, in the Milky Way galaxy, battling Romulans and whatnot. Appreciate you, brother. With what? What did he do? He did uh, 100 stars. Thank you, brother. Brian Higgs, thank you for those stars. Dave Glassman, thank you for the stars, my friend. Each and every one of you, it all adds up, and we are inching closer to our goal. We'll update you tomorrow night on the leaderboard for the 500K. You know, that's our goal, to get to 500,000 stars on Facebook. We will raffle off a Von Miller jersey. And the only people in the running are those given stars on Facebook. We're going to do something similar for YouTube soon. Don't worry, gang. Trust on that. And so the more stars, that's why we're keeping track of the leaderboard. means more tickets for you in the hat, so to speak, to increase your odds of winning the raffle. So keep it up, gang. Appreciate you guys. Very impressed. Seriously, yeah. you guys are heeding our call to action, and it's just we love you. We appreciate you. So we'll we'll see you tomorrow night, Zach. And, uh, gang, gang, sorry, I honestly don't know what happened with my lappy. It just shut down, and this is – Good lappy. It's still pretty new. It's like a year old, dude, and it's, it doesn't give me problems. And, of course, I go on vacation. I'm in a hotel suite or whatever and acts up on me. So forgiveness, gang. But, Zach, have a good night, bro. Thanks for holding it down while I'm figuring things out, and we'll see you tomorrow. Absolutely. Have a good night, Chad. Everyone else out there, thank you for tuning in with us tonight. This was the Huddle Up Podcast, and you can follow the Huddle Up Podcast on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. Be sure to follow the main account on Twitter for all your Broncos news, analysis, stats, 
rumors, etc. at Mile High Huddle. Uh, be sure to go to huddleupod.com and get your swag on, get yourself a hat, shirt, gator, coffee cup, etc. Everything is there. Be sure to follow Chad on Twitter real quick at Chad and Jensen. You can follow me on Twitter at Kelberman NFL. Be sure if you haven't already to go to facebook.com slash Huddle. Become a supporter. Three exclusive shows. And I think Dave Glassman, Chad, wanted to know if Broncos Book Club is butting up against the game on Saturday. I don't think that will be a problem. Uh, stand by on that one second here. Let me let me look at something real quick. In the meantime, though, guys, become a supporter. We have KK on Sundays and uh, Trickle Zone over the weekend as well. We appreciate all your patronage. Also, Facebook.com slash Pod, Like the page. But if you can't do any of those things, please, guys, subscribe, like, and share. It takes five seconds and helps us grow more than we can tell you and more – and we appreciate it more than we can tell you. So we love you, and we will see you tomorrow night, Chad. Let Dave know what the deal is for yeah, Saturday. So, we so, so real quick, it's showing the uh, start time. Let me see here. Yep, 2 p.m. So what we'll do, Dave, we'll do it at 1 this time. We'll do Broncos Book Club this Saturday at 1 p.m. for our Facebook supporters. So I'll see you there. And I brought my book with me so I can do some reading on vacay. So I'll see you there, bro. And this is uh, true from Kenny, Kenny Patterson. Get a Mac, Chad. Let's <laughs> no, let's I'm, get I'm, you over to the dark side already. I refuse to get a Mac. I refuse, dude. I'm I'm do amongst the, the brand. I'm amongst the great unwashed. Okay, I'm a PC <laughs> Android cat till I die. Okay, yeah. me and Kenny will make it happen. First a MacBook, then an iPhone. Tired of you being green on my phone. Anyway, guys, we're gonna get out of here for tonight. We'll see you guys tomorrow, six o'clock Mountain, eight o'clock Eastern, for the Mile High Mailbag and more Broncos talk. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.